Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow him on Instagram at The Right, right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that is not the title of our podcast. I think I've said this before, but um, one thing I that was I do perfect. Come on. it was not that was it was perfect. not that was it was perfect not. Timing and I'm continuing with the podcast. <laughs> anyway, welcome to another episode of uh, what's the name of the podcast? After school talk. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, and it's me, of course, Mr. Dukes and Doctor Dukes. Hello. Um, so. What what are we talking about today? Do we do we doing small talk again? We always do a little small talk in the beginning. Oh yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today, though? I don't know. Um, full throttles they work. <laughs> uh, full throttle, full throttle energy, energy drink. drink. Yeah, they work. <laughs> Those do work. <laughs> Why are you saying? Uh, I can't stop laughing at the hey hey. Cause you crazy. <laughs> I don't even know why I agreed to do this podcast with you. But this is why I don't like to edit out stuff. Cause this <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Life podcast like a box of chocolate. <sighs> you never know what you're going to get once you're on the air. Or it's gone. What's your favorite movie? Friday. Really? And Little Rascals. Now, there you go. Because I was about to question our whole marriage. Little Rascals is on there. I know. Mm-hmm. Friday and Little Rascals. So what is, as I stare you down... My favorite movie, Jeeps Creepers. Never George. No, no, that's your. Uh, that ain't even a favorite. That's just the first scary movie we went to go see. And that's not even the movie we went to go see. It was Jeepers Creepers two. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> what the world? It was Jeepers Creepers. Okay, movie. congratulations. I don't like scary movies anyway. So it they, we had that conversation. One Jeepers Creepers is another Jeepers Creepers. They all the same to me. Jeepers. We don't need the song. Jeepers. Your favorite movie is what? Ace Ventura. What? Uh, what? Oh, Independence Day. Thank you. I'm tripping. You are. I hope our son DeAndre is listening to this because he knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just oh, needed a second. Independent, yeah. yeah, Independence Day. Don't ask me why that's my I was about to say, I have no idea why at all. But I like love Independence Day. I will watch. I will watch. It's crazy. I love horror movies. Now, that's my favorite genre. Right. Um, But I will watch Independence Day and all the Jurassic Parks like all day. Yeah, they can just play and play and play and watch them all day, which is something I probably uh, I'm not gonna do that today, but <laughs> I probably will binge watch Walking Dead a little bit. Yeah, you don't watch it with me? No, 
Not because that's it's scary, but I just don't have a uh, desire. Yeah, I don't have a desire to watch them like that. I watch a couple episodes, but and but the crazy thing is, once I start watching them, I'm I'm into them. Yeah, but the other thing too is like I I think you do like black culture films. Is that what you say it? Okay. I, ju- I okay. I'm a as you literally pull a card out of your wallet right now, or out of your back thing in your phone. Mm-hmm. I want to keep my black card. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that are not black, that means the card that lets people know that you are culturally up to date and on black culture. Um, I haven't seen a lot of black films mm-hmm. along with my dear friend Chandra. So one day Chandra and I will have to work out a schedule with maybe you where you can expose us to other films that we have not seen. And need to see. Yes. Matter of fact, what are some films that uh no we're not gonna do that right okay. now okay <laughs> no, i know i know people will like if they're listening to this in their car they're gonna park and say oh you need to watch this you need to watch this no you need no to they're gonna be they're gonna be shocked that i've never seen those films and she hasn't no so i'll just i'll name maybe three just to show you how Ooh, what i've never seen harlem nights what the what the what the what the world um i don't don't do that <laughs> I've never seen. I have that on DVD. I know it's one of your favorites. I bought. I bought the DVD for you. That is crazy. We talk about the movie, but I've never watched it. Um, so we used to do that. Um, I've never seen, and that's this is a big one for me that I've never seen because this artist is my favorite artist. Who is my favorite music artist? Like big time. Andre three thousand. Yeah, I love Andre, but no, my big the one we went to the marriage. I mean, uh, Janet Jackson. Yes. So I've never seen Poetic Justice. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, and Tupac. Something's wrong with you. I know. And I've never seen um, Love Jones. Yeah, all right, Nick, we'll move <laughs> on. You are tripping. You That's are why tripping. I said we could go on for this is a while. Scary. This is scary. Black films that I've never seen. Next, but move you on just on saw the color purple, so. Nah, that was a choice. I I chose not to watch the color purple because, for some reason, I thought it was. A slate like a slave, movie. like a slave one. I don't care. I don't um, care yeah. to watch those kind those of movies. Be traumatic. But yeah. So I, for some reason, I thought it was that, and um, it it's actually not that at no, all. No, I actually wrote about I wrote about the color purple on my senior thesis. I'm trying to do better with articulating my words because mm-hmm. I know you are country. Yes, I know I'm country. What's her name? Um, Christine put that on um Facebook. <laughs> She's like, I love listening to y'all. Y'all so country. <laughs> And it ain't going nowhere. Nah. So, now we're going to get into what we're supposed to be talking about today. Um, last episode, we talked about our mothers who worked in education. My mom was a teacher, assistant principal, principal, and director. Your mom was a teacher for, I don't know how many years. A lifetime. Yes, and has been and she still goes up and helps and volunteers at school. Yeah, yeah, she's working right now and not even getting paid. Like, that Man. must be the life. She just volunteering all the time. It was so place. crazy because I was dropping shit out of school and I see your mama walking up to the school with a cup of coffee. Where are you going? You are yeah. retired. <laughs> volunteering and stuff. That's the love for the, for the game. She loves it. She loves I it. Guess. But um, I decided, I said, to talk about my father as an educator because your father worked at, was military and worked. Um, with the airlines or at the airport, uh, correct. Until he retired, so he he was. Just it so wasn't quite the air. He didn't work with airlines. He worked air, airport. Yeah, he worked at airport. Um, in 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 the hangars. Um, there we go. So yeah, he he worked on the uh, mechanical side of of uh, airplanes and private jets and stuff like that. So 
Yes, so he is our. Um, my dad was a big deal when it comes to fixing airplanes, stuff like that. Oh my goodness, he was, <laughs> he's our. Um, what's the word? I want to say like he's the person that when we talk about education stuff, he asks those questions that make you just die laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, what? Yep. <laughs> because he's his job environment is not as intense. Hey, we just have a good good. That makes sure all these parts are together and the plane flies right. There you go. Right. Um, but my father on the other end worked in education for over. 30 something years but in particular he was the head basketball coach and athletic director at Payne College which was also my alma mater Mm -hmm. and so his his legacy is huge right and I'm even if he's listening right now I don't want him to get the big head to think I'm talking good about him because I like to tell my dad like yeah 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 okay he's a basketball coach that's cute (laughs) but it really is a it's it's uh a topic that can you can take a whole episode or two to do. So right. I decided let's separate the two worlds because having parents who are in the classroom versus having a parent that worked in higher education who um, he did teach several um, physical education courses, but mainly his education role was in the athletics department at, um, at Payne College. So that's a little different. Right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So let's get into it. We were on Mo's podcast, Conversations with Mo. Um, and she asked and she teased you about dating the coach's daughter. Right. Right. So we know we we were talking about how when my growing up in Augusta where my father is the coach, but also that he had a very what's the word you would say, like not aggressive, but strict. He was a disciplinarian. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. So, even even the Kids that weren't had nothing to do with him. <laughs> like, I see a boy walking down the street with his pants sagging. I'm pulling over and I got something to say to the boy. Hey, 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 boy. <laughs> and for some reason, the boy actually respects him and, and builds a lifelong relationship. Lifelong relationship. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how I it goes. I have so many classmates that have stories about when they first met my dad and how it was a, a uh, what you doing, where you going <laughs> kind of situation. I think Dez and Cantrell both, or maybe just been Dez and Benji. One or the other, we're talking about when we was in elementary school, Dez was running. Like, you know how you're not supposed to be running outside, you know, supposed to be walking to the car to get to your car, and he ran slap into my daddy. He said, I felt like your daddy had yoked me up to the sky. Like, boy, where are you going? And ever since then, <laughs> it's like... Lifelong relationship. Lifelong relationship. That's how you know him. So, me growing up in the area where... um a lot of people knew my dad. He's, um, like I said, coaching for 30 something odd years and working at the, at, at the college, um, going around and having different speakers engagements. He also was a, um, he also is a minister, uh, has spoken probably at every school elementary on up in the county and outside of the county. A lot of people know him. Right. So that already has you walking on eggshells enough <laughs> enough where everybody knows who your father is, but also that they know that he's the strict disciplinarian. So that's why I think Mo knew to ask you like, sir, did you know who you was about to date? Not because of her. Did you know her father? Mm, am I supposed to answer that question now? No, you can just answer tomorrow. We'll see if you All right, I'll wait then. No. Um, but no, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I I. I wasn't uh, big into the Augusta scene growing up. Uh, all I knew was church, school, home. That's it. Um, so if it didn't happen in one of them three places, I didn't know about it going on. So I didn't know about, you know, Payne College, basketball, Coach Pride, none of that. 
Um, so yeah, when I started dating you, I I was clueless to who who a coach Bry was. Right, right. So yeah, um, I yeah I I didn't know at the time who who Coach Bry was, what he what he represented, what he did, didn't do none of that kind of stuff. Um, but I quickly learned, quickly learned, <laughs> like almost immediately, I learned probably um, within the first ten seconds of meeting him. Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I it it's just one of them things that it, it caught me off guard initially. Just because I had never been approached, uh, like the <laughs> it, I don't know, Coach Rogers got an interesting way of approaching people. Period, whether he knows you or not. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was just one of the things I had no idea about. But like I say, once I got to know him and stuff like that, it was it was absolutely great. Even now, we have a great relationship. Now I feel like I can call him or text him uh, about anything and and just go from there. So does the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. We will get into the how I have to share my father. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of which, um, him being a, a basketball coach for you know thirty plus years, um, what was his interaction with the players? Because like I said, if, if I got it hard and <laughs> just meeting them, what was it like with the with the players? This is great. Um, I think okay. So he was the disciplinarian, but my dad is unique. Yeah, yeah. Discipline. Oh, yeah. So I I will say this: there was no um, question about the expectations he had for you as a player, both on the court and off the court. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about building relationships, it's, it reminded me of my mom's practices of in the classroom. Yes, we gonna have quizzes on professionalism and interview styles and da da da. But I also want you to apply it to the real world, and that's really where I'm gonna be pushing you at. It was the same thing. So his structure and discipline was also applied to real life. I need you to be um, professional, mannerable, um, to be black men that that are making moves in the world and an inspiration to others and truly represented the brand of what he was trying to create. So it was definitely more more than basketball. Right, right. So yeah. we, I think in the community, well, I think over the years, the community have seen the two go hand in hand. Right. And, and the, the way that I say that is, if you ever came to a basketball game, oh, he was all the way live. Yeah. Oh, my daddy was the type um, that he can't sit down on the bench. That's number one. He got to be up and moving. He yeah. has to be up and moving and yelling and screaming. And he got to take his towel off and he got to take his jacket off. And he he is so into what's going on that he, he not, don't realize what he's doing. He don't even yeah. realize he's doing. Yeah. He does not. It, it's, I don't remember him coming home and not having a sore throat and needing cough drops and all this kind of stuff because he's yelling the whole night. Yeah. And the fun part about it, though, is that people will literally come to the game to see him is. <laughs> In, in all of his glory. And, yeah. and because what was what was also funny was we had games where we're leading. We're winning. And he is still on one. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, upset. Yeah, yeah. Because he'll tell you, you didn't win the way I uh, the way I told you to win. And what what that meant was it it worked tonight, but we can't guarantee that that's gonna work again. Right. So you got you right, got to right. stick to what the what the plan is, what right. the play yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. So I can remember um being when I was a student on campus, one thing that was so much fun. <laughs> Was if a player messed up, you already knew what was gonna happen. What was gonna happen? Sup. <laughs> got to. He got to get out. So it turned into like a tradition for when somebody messed up, 
Aaron Hannon, aka Bruce, Jermaine Reese, and all the ba- baseball players, and all them when they were sitting down in that front thing, would start hollering, sub, 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 because <laughs> you knew they're about to take you out of the game. That's that's just what's about to happen. Yeah. So there was expectations of excellence, and um, it was it was a standard of this is how we operate. But what? But the bigger part was, yeah, you saw that on game nights and if you ever got to go to a practice yeah you knew practice practice was intense but also then on the other end his if he ever took the team out somewhere they always were dressed nice they were always mannerable they always had to um which i'll talk about later about them going out in the community but that that bridged the two worlds so people could see that this is more than basketball i don't I'm not just doing this so that I can create some athletes. I got to create men. Like these right, are right. guys coming in at 18 years old who need to walk away with more than just uh, a, a basketball skill. Right. 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 So if you just, if you talk about the unique thing too, I want to put this, in. I'm going to throw this story out there. So, and I know my daddy's going to be listening to this. So I'm going to throw this story. Cause this is my favorite. Um, unique things that he would do. There were times they had basketball practice after a game that they lost. Well, I'm, I'm gonna give you two unique things. They had, they lost, and they had basketball practice without the basketballs. Yeah. And my daddy would say, yeah. "Until you, until I feel like that's him. Until, until I feel like <laughs> you deserve to touch a basketball, this how we gonna practice." And I mean, they would be in there like taking shots, and he'd be like, "Up, oh, dang, you, you missed." missed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how you know? How you know what I? What, how you know? Like I said, because he felt like mm-hmm. that's what happened so it would be those kind of unique things or everybody already knew in the community if they were down at the half they got to run laps at halftime yeah. at halftime or suicide i remember him doing yeah, suicide. Suicide. Yeah. suicide excuse me for not knowing the lingo yeah get it right it didn't give me the basketball skills that what a that ain't what the lord put him put him hard so he would have them do suicides and you knew like you knew and then and then it turned around me being a cheerleader when i was in middle school my cheerleading coach would do that for us. So what it was was we weren't cheering hard enough the first and second quarter. Oh, we had to run suicides during halftime. And they would say, mm-hmm, we saw Coach Pride do it. So we, well, not, I think that was only for basketball. I don't think I'm equipped to be running suicides. But that was that philosophy of um, unique, unique ways to grab, grab an athlete's attention and let them know the importance of how we're trying to do things in this program. Mm-hmm. And now that's, I can definitely say uh, his, his philosophy, uh, and we'll recap what his philosophy is, but his his way of doing things definitely rubbed off on, you know, his players and just different people in the community because I've worked under uh, coaches that came through Coach Pry at Payne College, mm-hmm. and, and they did a lot of the things that he did to them when they were players. Absolutely. So now that they've turned into a coach, they've adopted some of those same, you know, practices, practices and, 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 and stuff like that into their own practice and routines and, and, and stuff like that. Um, Because I've seen where, you know, some of his former players, now coaches, have made his uh, players <laughs> run during during halftime or uh, practicing without balls or just making them do, you know, a little bit above and beyond or go above and beyond um, when it comes to practice just because of, you know, different things that did or didn't happen during the game. And even outside of that, even the dressing up part, um, for some a lot of his former players that have turned coaches make, you know make their players do the same thing yeah, you um, want to be able to and when we say dressing up we mean they need to know how to be professional right absolutely because if all we absolutely. tell them to do is how to put on the windsuit and the, and the uniform right that's <laughs> basketball is bigger than that well their life is bigger than that yeah, absolutely really, that's what yeah yeah so um just wrapping up what his philosophy is it it, it really you know kind of 
Built, it was built around what? What would you say? Ooh. You, you took a spin on that? Come on. Okay, it was built around. Mm. I think the philosophy was built around developing productive black males. Particular black males, because we were at a historically black college, right? right? But any guy that came through, um, whatever their ethnicity was, but I think that he knew the unique challenges that a black male, male would, would face, face in the world, in the world right. outside of here. So he was just very particular about pushing that message for them. Hence, why a lot of the things they did were um, were to keep them out of trouble, mm-hmm. to try to keep them in school and focus on what they were supposed to be doing. Um, I remember one night. <laughs> the players were all going to a big party that was happening downtown. Mm-hmm. So he told them that he had to meet with them before they go to the party about something that was going on. Mm-hmm. So they all came to the house. And I mean, them guys was They was dressed. planning on going dressed. to the party they after this quick dressed. meeting. Right. Quote, after unquote, quick. Meeting. Yeah, quick meeting. We, we dressed like everything good. So daddy was talking to them and they were all in the um, living room, wherever, in the house. And I'm in my room and I hear my daddy call me up to the front. And he said, uh, yeah, so, and he's wrapping up whatever he's saying. I don't know what he's saying. I just know I'm walking up, like, okay. He said, yeah, go on to the back, grab a couple of blanks and everything, because I'm about to set this alarm. Y'all go ahead and go to sleep. Say, and they eyes were <laughs> where he decided, no, you're not going to the Jesus. to the party tonight. Y'all all staying here that because we got tough. things to do. So they everybody found a spot. And yeah. I know they were mad. I know they were mad. Oh, yeah. But, I, and, but literally an incident ended up happening at the party that night. Mm-hmm. Like something did happen. And then I remember the guy saying later on, like, we we were in college. We wouldn't have known no better. We were right. just trying to get And they would have been right there in the mix. Right there in the mix. And, and then he it get a phone been a different call. Because what's going to happen, even if one of you guys do something, the phone call I'm going to get is the team. The team, yeah. The X, Y, Z. Yep, and yep. now I have to have to deal with those type of things. So I think it was it really was about um, creating um, what I would say was a preventive philosophy. I'm trying to prevent yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys yep, yep. from and I, I want And I want you to think ahead. Right, think ahead right, of, right, of, right. of the right now. Right. So it, with doing that, it ended up creating this brand of how athletic, um, the athletic department or of how these, these students would be um, cultivated, mm-hmm. right? beyond just the court so the other thing that was very special was that we always went to church together yeah so i'm talking about my mom and my daddy <laughs> we going down to the school on sunday mornings to load up in our car and once we had cars load up and then we go to church but the beauty about that is that we would visit different churches in the community we necessarily they didn't always have to come to our home church right so that meant other community members when you see a big group of guys all over six two <laughs> walking in Oh, they brought the Payne College basketball team with us. Yeah. And so in the, in the end, to see so many guys go into the ministry, mm-hmm. to go into education, mm-hmm. to go into coaching, some you, you see what I'm saying? Like the Something happened something during is them happening. years. Something yeah. is coming full circle. Right, right, right. right. So it, I think that's why the philosophy of it has to be beyond what even what the job description or the responsibilities say when you're building a relationship with a student. Because right. the relationship has to go beyond that, that point of... Um, of uh what's the word of what's the basics it has to go go beyond the basics yeah 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 and and i guess going and that's a good segue into the the next question um talking about relationships and stuff like that 
what are some examples of the long term relationships that that he's built um, just from his player? Not and not even thinking outside of you know just in the community and stuff like that, but just thinking along the lines of his former players. What are some long term relationships that right. he built that last even today? Right. So you look because we're looking at this from from the perspective of this is a student, right? Absolutely. Student so what's the long term relationship he building with the student? Absolutely. I think that goes along the line of <laughs> me still at this age having to share my father. Mm-hmm. So example, remember yesterday we went to go see um, Trey at Enterprise, right? Mm-hmm. So Trey is one of my dad's former um, players. And what did Trey say when we walked in? Just got the phone with your dad. Yep. And why did he get off the phone with my dad? Because another player was calling him. Mm-hmm. So for me growing up, that's just what happened. They if to if my dad said he hadn't spoken to a player in years, it it's it's actually a surprise because he talks to all of them, mm-hmm. all of them continuously. And even if he hasn't talked to them directly, somebody else has put him in touch with or it's just they all this it's all connected now yeah. i will say that i feel like um there are some that probably he talks to probably like once a week that he may be they definitely keep in contact with each other um but i couldn't i couldn't put one relationship over the other because at any time one of them is at the house or they're going out to lunch or when we go into like if we're going in town he's going to try to find one of them and visit them so every relationship has just been long term yeah. but i think that's unique to to the it's two ways that's unique you got to think that you've established relationship with students over a 30 year span mm-hmm. outside of having the technology we have today yeah so oh, yeah. A, a way we keep in touch with our students we see them on facebook or twitter or something like that but you're talking about strictly off a of phone on the phone <laughs> on the phone on the phone and, and my dad just really got into text messages so mm-hmm. we are talking on the strength of just being able to keep in touch with somebody on the phone and also having the beauty of being at a historically black college where homecomings are important. Right. So they will come back at least once a year. You would have that moment where you can share those special times and laugh with the guys and see all of the old players come back. So I think long-term relationships is just, that's just natural. I think throughout the, because of the way he had his program set up and the way he could develop people who, it starts to become where you you're as you get older you're reminded of the things that he was trying to teach you and it starts clicking so you just feel this natural instinct to let him know i get it now i, oh, yeah. I may not have understood why we had to stay at your house <laughs> and and not go to this party but now that i have a son or a daughter and they're wanting to go somewhere that i don't feel comfortable with i get it now. yep it makes sense now right and i have to say now. i know she's gonna be mad at me tonight or he's gonna be mad at me but i prefer my child to be home and not go to this because i don't know what's going to happen and that's more important than you know, your you know that your life is just more important. Period. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. Well, you know, maybe one day we can have Coach Bry on our on one of our episodes and and get his direct input oh, on different things that happen, uh, different things that he did and his philosophy and why like he did and stuff like we that. We have to get him to be like, all right, just be be yourself because I think he'd be like, oh lord, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Because hey, Reverend. That's Spry, Coach Spry, two different Two different, two different we, we things. We have to get him to the coach side, like lean over there. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, we want to start an ad real quick. Uh, for you guys who are, you love to cook or you love to barbecue, check out Taste Buzz. Chef Rails out of Atlanta, Georgia, is dedicated to bringing life to what is considered traditional dishes by offering customers his unique line of sauces where he has... Um, a mustard-based sauce and a tomato-based sauce right now on sale. Check out this page, his page at crtastebuzz.com. That's C-R-T-A-S-T-E 
B-U-D-S dot com. Bottles are going fast, so order now. While you're listening to this podcast, you can go ahead and go over to the site and order now. And as he says, tell your taste buds to get with my taste buds so we can be taste buds. There it is. Whatever, you get. whatever you're going to barbecue with, better get it soon because it's starting to get that fall weather. It's starting to come on in. Ain't nothing wrong with grilling in the cold. Oh, well, I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, you you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So what's on the second segment of, of uh, today's episode? Um, it, it goes right into what we were talking about initially. Um, what we're talking about um having parents who uh were in the education, education field were in the education field. And I'm gonna kinda start off with this because it goes along with talking about um uh, my father being a um an educator for thirty something years and a coach and an athletic director and all these things and a minister that one day my dad asked me, Do I feel like he puts the players uh, above me? Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, No, but uh I don't I don't I don't know I don't I really didn't know like I didn't even take the time to think like do you do that but I think what I've had to do is learn how to share mm-hmm. my father with other people um but then I also if I told my dad like no you're not going to answer your phone I don't care who call I don't care if Marcus call or uh Terry <laughs> uh, especially that, uh, the team from 94 that the SIAC championship team for 94 are probably all the group that they call and get the most attention. But um, even if they call it, I'm, that I would still feel important. Um, another special thing that we used to do as a team and well, as a family was that the teams would always eat Thanksgiving dinner at our house. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about girls and boys and anyone who could not go home during Thanksgiving, during break. Thanksgiving break. So... Lord bless my mama. Mama has an immediate seat in heaven. I promise you. It's already there. Gold. <laughs> um, where she would get with the church members um, and family members and my great aunt, who is now um, deceased, they would get together and it would be two days worth of cooking. But trying to get everything prepared for you looking at like 50 to 60 people being in your house and trying to prepare for them. But um I loved it. Uh, even though the first, I will say this, the first Thanksgiving that they weren't there was a little relief. Hmm. <laughs> we kind of did go, ooh. You don't have to do that no more. We yeah. want to, just whatever we want. We don't have to worry about because the, 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 just the preparing and trying to get everything together is the stressful part. But um, one thing was for sure was that my dad would have everybody go, in the, crop the, everybody go around the room, tell what you're thankful for. Did you ever come to the house for Thanksgiving? I just realized that. Yes. You we did. were dating. Huh? We were dating, yes. Oh, we were dating. Uh, courting, as your mother would say. We were dating. <laughs> okay, your mama's going to hear this. I we were that. dating. Okay, all right. I don't know what no courting is. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, no, nobody do that no more. Nobody do that no more. Um, but, uh, you know, he would go around and have everybody go around the room and say what they're thankful for. But when it was time to eat, Sharon eats first. And he would always make it clear that I, I work so that my daughter and my wife <laughs> can have what they need. And I love y'all <laughs> as my players and, and the students here but they eat first so i always remember that in the back of my head of a of a reassurance that my father made sure that i was taken care of even though he had to devote so much time to other things mm-hmm. so sometimes i do think that he may have missed out on some things because he would he would be he always was at the gym like the gym was home gym right. was where everything happened but i also appreciate the fact that a lot of my 
best memories were made at the gym. So mm-hmm. having my birthday parties there, even my eighth grade birthday party was there. Um, being a student there, being able to, if he was having any, anything going on that I was sharing the experience, that, that was helpful. So I think with us as parents, sometimes I had to stop and make sure that my daughter, even though she's six or our daughter, even though she's six, is she getting the same amount of attention as our students are getting? Right. Because, um, you know, we come from our our educational experience is more of a, you know, teach during the day and once the once it's over, then you get to come home. Um, but at the same time, people forget you still got to prepare for the next day. So mm-hmm. that's where that's where I can follow. I can kind of, you know, talk talk from experience of with my mom. Uh, even though she was home, a lot of her time was dedicated to preparing for the next day, preparing for the next week. Um, but at the same time, she she still made sure we had everything that we needed um like we said in a in an episode before she was raising four boys her and my dad were raising four boys um that was you know kind of close in age um and still holding down a full-time full-time job and her being an educator like i say a lot of her assignments were uh things that she created from scratch even her you know testing quizzes <laughs> you cannot download them from anywhere you can look them up from anywhere because a lot of her testing quizzes were made by hand um so even when she was home her her attention was not gonna say devoted to to uh her schoolwork and stuff like that but it was a lot of it was on schoolwork but again at the same time she definitely made sure we had everything we needed she definitely made sure we uh traveled she definitely made sure we experienced different things in the community um we was involved with with church um every summer we was uh she was the uh, some, whatever it is over a vacation Bible school so we always had to go find the picnic spot you know soon as school let out we had to make sure we found that Um, so we were definitely uh, my, my our, our, our mom was definitely involved in our lives a lot Um, you know whether we were doing stuff at our schools uh, either athletics or me playing the violin athletics. well I wasn't in athletics but my brothers be quiet okay <laughs> I, cause th- she know that's a Touchy subject for me because I, I don't care what you say. I, I think I'm supposed to be in the NFL right now. Uh, if my mom had let me play uh, football in middle school, and my me and my brother, we call her the dream snatcher, dream snatcher, dream snatcher, dream killer, all of that because Still she she snatched my she snatched my dreams away. I, I think I was supposed to be in the NFL right now. But I anyway, okay. anyway, yeah. um, but no, no matter what we was involved in, she definitely made sure. Uh, she was there um, to experience it and and allow us to experience it. So now I would say this: I felt like um, for both of us that our parents tried to make something special. Oh yeah, something where you would look back on and go, "My my parents took out the time to do this." So for me, um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't know if this was necessarily spe- okay. So I was a cheerleader, mm-hmm. right, for basketball. Which means that my dad really can come to a lot of the things, but my mom never missed a game. If, right. if she she might hold on, I ain't gonna say never missed. She may have missed something, but it wasn't it. You know, where I look back and you're not there and all that kind of stuff. No, yeah, for the most yeah. part, they're always at things. And if it's something special, my parents were like, "Stop what you're doing. We going because Sharon has S, Y, and Z." Right. So I think for my dad, his special moments probably were taking me to school. But I would tell him like my special moments was if he came to a Spirit Week performance because right. that's. Taking me to school was like, oh, okay, you take me. So that was your thing. But for me, it was, I knew my dad was going to be every spirit week performance we had. And if he missed one, 
when we got home, it was he was gonna watch it on the video with me because he knew that was something I had taken a lot of time to do. Right. Or the um, Black History programs or special things on program uh, at the church. I I I appreciated when my parents knew when I would come to them and say that it's special that they would take the time out to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you kind of create a balance. So I I we you know we listen to Kev, Kev on stage. Um, K E V O N S T A G E. Kev on stage. He is a Christian. Started off as a Christian comedian, is now as like a social media personality. Personality, great, great, great. What's it? And he um, started his career on just making posts on YouTube. Now he is expanded to where he does two comedy tours. And he was saying that his son, the youngest son, recently just showed some signs of just being unhappy, mm-hmm. and his emotions were kind of off balance, off balance they were yeah. wondering what's going on with him so they ended up taking him to a therapist so they're thinking in the therapy session something's going to come out about school just life or how you're feeling as a whatever age he's at you know elementary school or middle school maybe but it came out that he just did not like the fact that his parents were going on these tours and that there was no stability at the house anymore mm-hmm. so kev emotionally like he was very emotional about it because you pray for the success and everything in your career but at the detriment of my child right. is that what i want mm-hmm. but what i appreciated was kev said he had to tell his son let me tell you this though those shoes you're wearing this house <laughs> the fresh water that's coming out of the closet so you can take a bath all that happens because i go on tour yeah so I cannot guarantee that I'm not going to be out of town. Mm-hmm. But what I can guarantee is that we will do what we need to do to spend more time together as a family and to uh, create a routine. Mm-hmm. So what the son said was this. How about when you guys leave, can um, my aunt be the one that picks us from the school and we go to our aunt's house? And it was something that simple where they didn't realize, okay, because... I feel comfortable with my aunt and my cousins are there. So we, we have a routine when we go to her house and then when you guys pick us up, we'll be fine. Right. Those kind of things where some people I think, think I got to quit my job. And, Cause no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not necessarily what you got to do. If your child is in need of some um, extra love. Right. And I think that definitely speaks on uh, balancing both worlds of your career and your child, whether you're in education or not. Um, Just kind of, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation with the child. It's not, yes, ultimately the parents make the decision, but there's nothing wrong with having a conversation with the child just to find out, well, what what could work for you? Not saying we're going to do it, but what do you think would work um, if you had had your way? Um, and, in, and you know, fortunately, in, in Kev on stage's, uh, in his situation, you know, his child gave a, a great, you know, alternative. Like, yeah, y'all go out of town. I go to my auntie's house and I can chill with my cousins and I feel right at home. And then when y'all get back, I'm back with my parents and I'm I'm good to go. So it's definitely nothing wrong with, with having a conversation, you know, with your child. And, and, you know, fortunately for you and I, we didn't necessarily have to have a conversation with our parents because they did understand, you know, how to balance them being educators and taking care of you know, and taking care of, you know, the kids that they interact with every day and also interacting with us and making sure we, you know, had what we needed and, and stuff like that. And they also didn't work in an, in an, they did not work in an environment that was child f- free. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is Shaylin has had the opportunity to come to football games yeah. and when we're decorating for homecoming or the pageants all things where she can come and have fun with and the students love to 
figure out who gonna babysit so they say right. for the day so it makes it takes me back to yeah i was i was able to they may have been doing something at work but we weren't excluded from the environment right and, and we felt comfortable yeah, yeah you can go sit in her classroom you can help out with stuff like i love the days when i used to go to my mom's room and just draw on the chalkboard so yes she got to stay here a little bit longer but that's good and i and i love the days of going to my mom's school and and she would let me go to the uh to the gym so i just be in the gym playing basketball yes, and the yes. coaches knew i was coming in like yep that miss duke boy over there you just shooting yes. around a little bit and right, when i get right. done i walk back around my mama's classroom and it's all good it's all good right right so it's, we that's the beauty of, of uh, i think also of being educated that you kind of can figure out how to work your your child into the space but um and create some good memories because it, it's not always about at home and because sometimes people i think will make you feel bad that you're not you just sit there and y'all have family dinners and you do your homework together okay that that could be cool for your family i love making prom decorations with my mama yeah. that's why 20 years later i'm making prom decorations it went hand in hand together so we like you say it's it's just about how you choose to balance things with your family um and but that also that you can use those moments of building relationships with your students to show your child how how to how to build a relationship with their own teachers you know what i'm saying like or or how that can be going into the fold for them in their career because right. we would have thought now think about it now because you wanted to go into engineering mm-hmm. um i always thought it was one of the education into the classroom so they kind of walk work together but who would have really thought that what they were doing would really push over into how we do our own philosophy oh yeah i would have never thought that my dad having the guys dress up and go to church would really be a reflection of how we ended up doing raising sharp gents absolutely it went hand in hand like dressing the part and being a brand and being a, a a look for the community all went together right and and with my mom you know her thing was helping these kids even outside the classroom mm-hmm. and now like you said we 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 do that same thing even with our students now we will definitely help you outside the classroom even when we meet a student that's working at let's say a restaurant or you know wor- uh, working wherever and we just see them out it's like hey you already know if you need something holler at us you can find us on facebook or you can take down my number right now so you know her thing was always i don't mind if you need anything outside classroom yeah <laughs> I, I got you I, and we we take on that same philosophy now mm-hmm. if you need help outside the classroom hit us up we we will do the best we can to help you out we may not have the resource ourselves but right. we'll definitely get in contact with somebody who who does and, and we'll go from there from recommendation letters to helping with a resume to, to a place to stay a place to stay <laughs> i am i've literally had students i am one student, I had to go pick him up. He was on a park bench, like on the bench yeah. with his clothes. With yeah, everything. Yeah. I have no place to stay. Okay, yeah, wait yeah. a minute. And and one thing my dad said to me is, Sharon, if they reach out to you, they must feel like you are some sign right. of hope. They are like, comfortable enough yes. to reach out to you. Yeah. And, yeah, we yeah. Are, and, and we know sometimes things are where you may not be comfortable with, you know, necessarily driving in your car to go, <laughs> go somewhere and get somebody, but that you always can show that student, I'm going to do something. Right. I'm going to do something. If it's call a friend that I know could help you out, if it's... um you know put you in the right basically like just put you in the right path to get you somewhere right. that they can look back and say you didn't just ignore me right um which made me think i got a couple people i need to send messages back to because i am good with forgetting forgetting i what yeah just be like oh oh lord you sent me a message me oh yeah back. we yeah we got a couple people we need to reach out to <laughs> asap 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 um again you guys we're gonna continue talking about relationships and the things we have um the importance of relationships, the experiences we had with them as we go through the different um, stages of the right effect. We're going to have some different guests on. May bring our parents on. We're thinking about doing that. Ooh. 
Uh, and there's some hot topics that's been happening out there in the education world that we're going to talk about soon too. So get ready for that. Uh, please make sure you subscribe to After School Talk on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. Go ahead and hit the five stars, get those reviews up, share it on Facebook, share it with a friend, listen to it in your car when you get a moment at work, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate the support. Those who had texted and called and um, even people would say, please, whatever you do, do not stop recording this. <laughs> we, we are focused. We are trying to make sure we give you guys content every week, faithfully, every week that you get an episode. Uh, also, check out The Right Effect at T-H-E-R-I-T-E-E-F-F-E-C-T dot com. I have a whole dance that goes with that. You like my dance. Don't you do Melvin? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. Uh-oh. Had a new outro. Did you record it? I did. Did you record? I'm still recording. Cut it off. Goodbye. (laughs)